The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. In one hour from now, your chance to win Chicago tickets. Another pair up for grabs at, uh, well, like I said, in about an hour. The first person to call 4960063 and correctly identify the Chicago tune. Andrew is going to win their way into that concert. Well, how exciting is that? That's a great pair of tickets. Now, listen, uh, top of the news, uh, as you've been hearing all day today, Maxime Bernier quitting the Conservative Party in a vocal way, but he's not been known to be much of a uh, shrinking violet uh, in his political life. He likes Mm. to make uh, big statements, and he's done it again. Here's reporter Terry Padwell. There was no pulling of punches between the two former Conservative leadership rivals. Maverick Maxime Bernier made it clear he doesn't see victory for the Tories in the next election with Andrew Scheer at the helm. This party is too intellectually and morally corrupt to be reformed. Scheer, who squeaked past Bernier in the leadership race, called Bernier calculated and power-hungry. He has decided that he is more important than his Conservative colleagues. Scheer says his party will continue to work toward defeating the Trudeau government next year, but acknowledged Bernier's move may just help the Liberals in the end. Terry Pedro, the Canadian Press, Ottawa. Bernier saying that he's going to uh, form his own party and run in the next election. And it's been interesting because Michelle Rempel, um, the immigration critic for the uh, Conservatives, remember Bernier's big, uh, he's just been on a tweet fest over the past few days. He said that, uh, well, she called it a seemingly premeditated tweet thread for fundraising purposes, getting those those, those folks who would appeal to riled up and and on board. Yeah, he was laying the groundwork, I'm sure, to, uh, you know, if he wants to put together his own party, then he's going to need mm. uh, financial support as well as political support. But here's the thing. Um, anytime you run to be the leader of a party and don't succeed, I think that the first thing people think when you announce that you're forming your own party is that you really just wanted to be at the head of a party. It, it, I, I don't think much of what he has to say, and again, just my personal opinion, will resonate really outside of the province of Quebec. I think that, um, I mean... Yeah. You, you think about the Alberta party here in Alberta, and nobody gives them really honestly much of a hope in this next election to um, to form a government and pro- probably not even form an opposition. They may elect some members, but, but that's it. It's a new party. And we're talking about a province as opposed to a country. He wants to form his own federal party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's more of a grenade in the outhouse yeah, than it is anything else. I, I think that there could be some concern about, um, you know, cons- uh, vote splitting for the Conservatives. What does that mean for the conserv- for the Andrew Scheer Conservatives when it comes to uh, the next election? Um, and, you know, you've seen some tweets this afternoon saying, hey, you know what, you've just guaranteed the Liberals, uh, you know, another election. And, I, and I'm certainly not sure about that uh, whatsoever. No. But... I think when you have, and we've seen it in Alberta. I mean, th- we, we've seen this in Alberta, how things happen when you have um, different uh, members of a, of a group uh, in different areas on the spectrum. What happens? Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to get everyone under one umbrella. You are. But here's the thing. And, you know, you have to remember that those who are of one uh, extreme or another, and, you know, far left, far right, it doesn't really matter. They vote the same way every time. So it's the undecided that you have Mm -hmm. to appeal to, right? So where you have currently a majority liberal government, in order to get 
power, to, in order to take that power away from that government, you have to entice those who were previously enticed to slide that direction mm-hmm. to slide back into mm-hmm. your direction. The worst way to do that is to take an extreme position. Now, having said that, it worked with Trump, but still. Yeah, I I, st- I would suspect though that there are members of the of, of the federal conservatives who are who who would want to be further right. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and so you're going to get you, you that get into power first, right? Mm-hmm. You get into power with something that's farther to your side of the spectrum, but not so far yeah. as to. Um, you separate yourself too far from those who supported the other yeah. side, right? So you want to get those people who voted liberal who are, or who didn't vote, um, who were not engaged enough to vote, and you want to sort of draw them over to your side, right? And to do that, you have to take something between what you got now and where you'd like yeah. to be. Because we're talking about uh, electability as opposed to policy, right? At the end of the day, in an election, you have to get election elected. In order to to dictate policy, in order to take power, you need to get elected. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's at the backbone yeah. of all democracy. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to compromise a little bit. Sometimes you don't expose your whole platform. Sometimes you pick your battles carefully, right? But job one is to get into mm-hmm. power, right? And taking an extreme view or having extreme views. And again, it worked for Trump. Yeah. But generally speaking, it doesn't work. Yeah. Unless you're, unless the base is so disenfranchised with what's been going on. And people, there's lots of people who don't like the liberal government, but I don't think we're in a place right now in Canada where the majority hate the liberal government. And I know not everybody likes them. And I'm not talking about every individual, but I don't think we're in a place where they're so bad mm-hmm. um, that it has to be an extreme shift to the other side. So I think what they need to do is soft sell returning to a conservative view. Well, we saw, you know, the uh, Prime Minister Trudeau announcing that he was planning to run again mm-hmm. in the next election. No surprise there. But yeah, we're in for, yeah, I mean, the, the campaign is underway. Let's let's be perfectly clear here. The campaign is underway. The federal election campaign is, um, it's, it's not officially been announced. We're not saying that we're, you know, going on this right. day. We haven't, but it is. It is underway and watch for the next how many months uh, the announcements that will be coming out, the um, the the, yep. the the storylines, whatever it is, and and I want to see what happens this time. I want to see I want to see what the conservatives, the the Andrew Shear conservatives do, um, because if you go back to the last federal election and 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 uh, Stephen Harper and kind of a little bit, there was some of the politics of fear there. You remember it was mm-hmm. the the hijab stuff and the barbaric yep, practices right. hotline that. That didn't work. No, it didn't. It, it didn't work. And I'll tell you and what if else. She, and, if, and if Bernier yep. is thinking that, you know, that stuff's going to work, right. I'm not sure it's going to again. I think some conservatives are making a mistake right now in reacting to the resignation because you're giving it more weight than it deserves. Yeah. Like I say, he's got a big voice in Quebec. He's got a much smaller mm-hmm. voice across the rest of mm-hmm. the country. And right now, I think what we all want, you know, for those who were undecided or who were somewhat happy or were not upset with the liberals, when Trudeau did things like go went to India and dressed up, you know, he did a little mm-hmm. show and tell, you start to think, gosh, you know, maybe... Maybe he's not ready. Like, maybe that messaging was right originally. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he's too young. Maybe he's too inexperienced. Maybe he's whatever. Maybe, 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 right? So what you don't want to see from the conservatives right now is them acting like a bunch of children over this and accusing each other and say, well, he good riddance and, you know, I hope they're popping champagne. Just shut up. The guy left. 
Don't let mm-hmm. the door hit your butt on the way out. Yeah, because he's, you know, he, he threw, as you said, he threw the grenade. Exactly. You know, and, and crossed that bridge, and there's there's no That's coming right. back there. But, you but look, if you didn't intend to use the outhouse, it doesn't affect you, so yeah, just leave it. But you look at the whole, you, you brought up the India thing, and uh, and uh, Sheer now going to India on a non-day trip. Can't wait to see what he wears. Trip mm-hmm. To, quote, repair the damage caused by oh. Trudeau's trip. I'm like, okay, well... I guess that's a way but to get the, it back in the news the cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. Uh, I think in general people are tired of. There's got to be how, some fine tuning going on. Yeah, uh, is it correct to say that in general people are tired of the viciousness and childishness of politics, and it doesn't matter who you believe in or where, which way you lean, or how the wind blows. We want it, I think, don't we want it civil again? We, we want it to be I would effective, love to, but civil. I would love to see civil, but effective politics yes. again. I am sick and tired of the politics of fear. I'm sick and tired of the politics of viciousness. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really done with that. It is off-putting to me. Now, there are other people that that appeals to, mm-hmm. and, and we've seen that. But for me... No, I'm I'm fed up with it. It just yeah. I'm done. Here's a thought that just trailed through my mind. So let me throw it out there. Let's be serious about this. Unless you're heavily engaged in politics, and to be honest with you, I'm not as heavily engaged in federal politics mm-hmm. as I am provincial and uh, municipal. But unless you're heavily engaged, if you were to go on whatever street you live in, or if you live in an apartment, to go on a single floor door to door and say yesterday, ask yesterday, who's Maxime Bernier? Yeah. How many people would know who he is? Mm. So if you don't like what he did, if you're a conservative, you don't like what he did, and you think that it's potentially damaging to your party, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> most people didn't know who he was 24 hours ago. You're giving him what he wants right now. And I'm not. who am I to give advice to politicians? So I've never run for anything in my life. But it just seems like, for me as a Canadian, the fact that he's left and wants to form his own party, all right. Well, get back to me when you've got a party. Get going on and show, and then yeah. show me what show yeah. me what's going to do. And again, I I, I want to see more. I want to see see more from the the sheer conservatives. I want to see me too. Um, you know what their plan is. I know uh, their immigration policy released yesterday uh, or two days ago. Uh, again, I want to continue to see more and more, and I want to see a lot from from all three parties going into this next election. I really, really do. Yep. Um, and to be honest with you, I know it's a long way away, but boy, oh boy, I'd like to see some things getting done. I would as well. And, you know, it's funny. I see we have one text, and we'll probably get more as well, or people are thinking it, but they said it of Trump. They say it of him. Mm-hmm. Um, politicians who who tweet sometimes inappropriately or who tweet on the verge of promoting hate, uh, people will say... Uh, Good on him. I like a guy who's not afraid to say what he's, he's being thinking. Honest. He's just being honest. And yeah, is there somewhere in between those two there, though, where because I'm tired of political correctness too, and I've been tired of it for years. But I don't know why there isn't this middle ground, or there should be this middle ground between political correctness and just promoting hate or or being stupid. Like, How about you conduct yourself with some class? Exactly. Don't be a dink. Oh, don't be a dink. See, it solves political problems at a federal level as well. Former Prime Minister Stephen Harper saying Bernier just looking to 
divide the conservatives right now. Lots of uh, reaction coming in from uh, former leaders, but uh, we'll keep you updated on this story uh, throughout the afternoon right here on 6.30. Chet, again, we're yeah. heading out early today. That's right. For the uh, Eskimo game, of course, our coverage starts at 4. The kickoff at 5.30 as we take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Do you remember, I'll just say this about that and then move on. Uh, do you remember Jason Kenney telling his own membership just be cool just you know just don't blow this basically is what he was saying the conservatives in this province are headed to victory in most people's estimation if they don't blow themselves up and these these kind of things are what leaders of politicians lose sleep over because everything's on course right now if nobody does anything stupid and this from Shear's perspective would be stupid. I understand from uh, Bernier's perspective, it's something he had to follow his heart or whatever. Um, I don't think it's going to have, I don't think it possibly could have a positive outcome for him, honestly. He's gonna make some noise, he'll be in the news cycle for a few days, and then it'll be in again when he announces that he's running as this new party or whatever, but it will be a side note to an otherwise slow news day, and that's it, as far as I'm concerned. So there it is. How about this? I said I'd move on. Do you remember the other day I was saying that WestJet had reversed their decision to fly directly to Las Vegas? Mm -hmm. So they haven't reversed that decision again, but they've announced them cutting out those flights to Vegas in the first place was part of a much bigger package of cutbacks. They announced 6% of their flights will be eliminated yeah, well, I guess it was a tough year for WestJet. Uh, their first loss in 13 years. Exactly. And they lost, uh, what, you know, several, uh, $20.8 million in the second quarter. A rare, rare loss for them. Um, and part of that was their anticipation, their expectation that they would have uh, heavy passenger loads in Quebec. Um, now, Quebec is a stronghold for Air Canada. And they announced a lot of flights between Toronto, Quebec City, Montreal, uh-huh. Quebec City, Quebec City to the Maritimes, um, direct flights from here to Quebec, uh, to Quebec, Montreal, and Quebec City. Um, they really thought they were going to take that business away, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't pan out for them. So, so what it means for you, though, Chadville, if you're doing any traveling, there's a number of other uh, flight runs that are being trimmed. Yes. Um, yeah, from from Edmonton, so service. It's going to be trimmed between Vancouver and Fort St. John, Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, Cabo, Palm Springs. Service reductions between Toronto and L.A., Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Fort Mac, Winnipeg, Phoenix, Aruba, Belize, Watuco, Liberia. Uh, then out to, onto the out uh, to the east coast as well, Nova Scotia and Deer Lake, uh, Newfoundland. Winter flights between Edmonton and Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, that will resume next uh, summer. So yeah, they're 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 trimming, trimming, trimming. Yeah, and it's funny to remember if you're old enough, uh, Canadian Airlines. You oftentimes think that there's no way that a company the size of WestJet could ever find themselves in enough financial trouble that they stop mm-hmm. operating. But remember Canadian, it was bigger than WestJet and eventually stopped operating. Uh, so I think WestJet obviously prudently wants to address their issues. Yeah. They're not prepared to operate at a loss for any long period of time. And of course, they just settled, remember, with their pilots. Fuel costs have been going up. Yeah. They've been hit by a couple of things in the last year or so. And they're launching their own airline. So is it Swoop? Uh, yeah. Which one's super flare? Which one's theirs? The, flare, I think, is Air the Canada. Swoop one, yeah. is uh, the WestJet. 
And there's other airlines, discount airlines coming into the marketplace, supposedly. So it's it's going to be interesting to watch. At the end of the day, we really need WestJet to do well. We because, do. Because we yeah. need competition for Air Canada. Well, and, and here's the thing, and I think a lot of us um, really do enjoy... Yeah. Well, first off, you, everyone enjoys having a choice. Sure. And um, we enjoy flying with them, and I enjoy some of their destinations. I enjoy the service, um, and I go back and forth between the between the two of them, but the majority of the flights that I've taken recently have been WestJet. Yeah, and you know what? You've had to sort of accept and embrace, if you travel a lot, that costs are going up and, mm-hmm. and you know so are fares. Canadian was by far my favorite airline and I loved their loyalty programs. I loved their aircraft, their staff. I loved everything about them. There, I, I Those of you who traveled enough and are old enough to remember, every year you got a sticker book mm. from them. It was great. Like, and you could upgrade to business class or you could go up to first class or you could, you know, just take your free flight. It was so easy to do. Do you remember, and and I barely remember it, but I remember flying it once and it was, and it stuck in my mind. I was 16, 17 years old, but Wardair. Yes, of course. And yeah. just um, how good that was. And I remember even at 16 or 17 traveling to England with my grandparents to go meet the family. Um, the service and the food and just everything, how wonderful it was. It's. Do you remember it well? You, wouldn't... Like, don't, you don't like having choices taken away from you. <laughs> no, I, I remember growing up with uh, Eastern Provincial Airways, EPA. Mm. And that's uh, that was the competitor to um, Air Canada and Canadian. Or no, maybe Canadian took over EPA. So I think they were just the competitor to Air Canada. And not only was that a, a race in terms of... Uh, um, f- you know, fees for they literally raced each other. There was a story years ago um, where an EPA jet had cut across uh, an armed forces base airspace in order to get to the gate in Charlottetown ahead <laughs> of the other one. But there happened to be a military exercise going on <laughs> yeah, at the time. Not good. <laughs> yeah. So some passengers complained of fireworks going off near the plane, and but back then it was a simpler time, right? Everyone was kind of like, "Yeah, let's not do that again." Just go around the base if you wouldn't. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.